0: Welcome once again to Ask. This time, it's by the fire. Can't have a better ambiance than that. I might burn my leg off. That's fine. We'll be good. We'll be good. We're not talking about any questions about hell, so don't worry about it. Uh, We got one about the law. We got one about uh, forgiveness. And uh, also, someone asked me about any weights that I've had to throw off after our Hebrews passage a few weeks ago uh, in my own life. So, personal question. We'll get to it on this week's edition of ask. Well, don't forget, we need your questions. If we don't have your questions, we can't have episodes of Ask. So you know you have them. You know, questions about the Bible, a verse, or about just kind of how it applies to life, or what God would, would want from you in, in some aspect or some issue. You, can, you don't have to leave your name. You can just do, be anonymous if it's something that's a little bit more sensitive. Because trust me, if you have the question, other people do too. So go to cornerstonebv.org, go to the media page. There's the Ask drop down. Go to that. Leave your name or don't. Most people don't. Occasionally, people do and ask your question. The first question for us tonight, they did leave their name and it's Jack and uh, we love Jack Wood. Uh, he's uh, asked some good questions and he specifically likes to ask questions about the law and he says I'm concerned what our relationship with the law is supposed to be according to Paul in Romans 7 verse 1. Now when we're at we're talking about the law, we're talking about the Old Testament mosaic law that got handed down to, to Moses. Um, it says the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives. And so just to stop there. Yeah. So what Paul is saying there is that um for those who lived under the Mosaic law, it obviously didn't continue into eternity, right? It was um and the example he gives is if um if your wife dies, you can marry someone else. It's not adultery because you're no longer married in this life to her, right? So so he's trying to say the the law was really given for this life um and, and there. But then he asks um, what about the, the law now that we have Christ? Is it fulfilled? Um, just kind of summarizing, um, it kind of it kind of seems like what, what he's asking is that, that we we move on from the law. Except it was nice, but we now have Jesus, and, and we move on from that. So, so in chapter seven of Romans, one of the biggest things Paul's trying to say is, look, the law was always to show us that we're sinful and we need a Savior. It it it, it ushers us into the recognition. Right? It's easy to say, I'm not a lawbreaker, if you don't know the law. But once you hear the law, you're like, okay, it's this, 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 and this. And you're like, man, I blow that all the time. Like, I, I, I mess that up all the time. And, and so, now what? What do I do now, God? Right? So now, okay, you need a savior, and that savior is Jesus. But Paul's also, what he's trying to let them know, though, is what is bad is not the law, it's the sin. Okay, so we're saying the law is good, it's, it's given from God, it's, 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 still, it's still really helpful for us today. Every inspired word of God, every jot and tittle is helpful for us today. So it, it, it's, it's not the law that's bad, it's the sin that the law reveals that is bad. Okay, So when it comes to, okay, as Christians today, the Mosaic Law, it's a lot of questions and conjecture. And to be honest, even amongst very strong mature believers scholars there's a lot of different back and forth about how the law might or might not apply to us today jesus fulfilled the law okay so uh we do not live under law we live in the spirit of christ now what does that mean with the old testament we throw it out no so we learn so much from the law we learn especially the ceremonial law let's say like the day of atonement we can learn so much about god's redemptive nature he wants his people to be forgiven they would bring the spotless sacrifice, um, the spotless lamb. But that all points to Christ. We don't need to do that anymore because Christ is our once and final sacrificial lamb, right? So we don't need to do all those ceremonies that pointed to God's holiness, pointed to our sinfulness, pointed to God's redemptive character. But then um, there's also aspects in the law that we would call the moral aspects of the law. Those are all repeated in the New Testament. In fact, Jesus expounded on them. He says, You know you say that this is adultery well i say if you look at a woman who's not your wife with lust you're committing adultery whoa right and and he he expounded on it so it's still very valuable to us because it shows the character and nature of god and, and and what he says is right and wrong but as far as living under the law like they did in israel we are not israel we are the church and we are in a different age and we are under the law of christ Okay, so there's a lot more to that, and, and not just Jack, but if anyone else wants us to point you to books or articles that can really delve into that, we can do that more than I have time for on ask. So, hopefully, this was helpful. Okay, second question um, it really asked about John twenty twenty three. 23. Um, said, you know, let me summarize. Basically, the question says, Look, I know that the Bible says that, that forgiveness is found in knowing Christ and confessing Christ, and He died for us on the cross. But this verse says, um, this is where Jesus said to his apostles, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And so some, especially the Roman Catholic Church, take that to mean there is um, the Sacrament of Reconciliation and the apostles, which is Peter is the chief, they, they believe is the first pope, handed down through the church to priests they have the ability to hand out forgiveness or not and and that's just unfortunate because this verse is a puzzle and it is difficult but it you shouldn't take one verse where you're like huh what what did jesus mean by that and discount all of the many other verses you know uh acts 10 where where it basically says your sins are forgiven by having faith in jesus christ as your lord and savior first john 5 1 All who believe in Jesus will overcome the world. Luke 5 20, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Colossians 2 says Jesus forgave all our sins. All these passages confirm that Jesus is the one who forgives. So you don't want to throw out all scripture. So you're left with saying, okay, there's something about this verse that maybe we don't understand. First of all, it's in a, a tense that shows that even though Jesus said that, hey, as you go out and, and, um, and whoever sins he says if you forgive the sins of any they are forgiven them that's actually a a divine passive tense which we don't need to get into Greek rules and all that but it just means that God is still the one doing the forgiving right so I don't decide you're forgiven um, even by that what Jesus said so only God can forgive sins Christ had the power to do so as well because he is God right um, so what we believe is that because that, in that passage it's it's when he breathes on them and he says receive the Holy Spirit and he says now go and preach the gospel to the end of the earth and to the earth and so what scholars believe is what that Jesus is saying there is you will go with the power the power of the Spirit preach and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and you will be able to tell who is forgiven and not based on their response to that gospel so it's still a little bit of a confusing verse. I get that. There's some questions we might we might have for the Lord in heaven someday. But that's the best kind of thing I can give you, to what I think that means. And in the end, it should never discount the dozens and dozens of verses that forgiveness is found in your faith in Christ alone. You do not need a priest, a pastor, or anyone else to give you that, to grant you that forgiveness. All right, let me answer this last question before the smoke gets to me. All right? Um... Jamie, what weights have been in your life according to Hebrews 12 that need to be removed or needed to be removed? And and we just preached that a few weeks ago by the time this airs. It'll be a a while back. We're in Colossians now. That was the end of our faith series. There's a weights that we said, you know what? Those aren't necessarily sinful inherently, but they become sinful when they drag us down in our walk of faith. Uh, There's a bunch of those. I'm like anyone else. I would say something in my life as I've been honest about with sports um, specifically cheering on sports teams and following sports. It's a great hobby of mine. I really enjoy um, watching specific games and all that, like a lot of you do too, but I realized I was getting way too caught up in it and it was ruining my day if a team would lose and it was I was more passionate about it than the Lord. And so I've had to constantly check myself in that, still enjoy it, root, get excited, you know, shoot, the team lost, that kind of thing. But it doesn't ruin my life anymore, and I, I don't let it rule. I, don't, I listen to a lot less sports talk radio and read a lot less, and instead try to focus more on worship music, more on reading God's Word, and then enjoy the game and get excited. That's fine. So that, I would say, is one of many weights that has been in my life. How about you? Let us know. Also, let us know your questions, and hopefully we'll see you in church this Sunday at 9 or 11 or our Saturday, Saturday service at five, which is a great option. If you're taking off for the day on Sunday, come worship with us uh, Saturday at five. Also the live stream is Sunday at 11. Hopefully you will join us as we continue our Colossians series. God bless. See you soon.